Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense. Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. After a few moments of being on the air with you today, I'm going to re-record or replay the interview with Brother Daniel Seckham uh, that we did last night. Okay, so that's going to be coming up here in just a little bit, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy seeing the young Australian again and hearing his message. Very good message, and I think you're going to enjoy it. But this morning, I wanted to spend some time, and I wanted to get some thoughts out in light of what's happening right now on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., as they are all gathering together. And I want to get a very clear mindset on this. I think it's very important to do, um, to get people thinking about what is underway right now and get behind the scenes a little bit and to interpret what they are doing on Capitol Hill right now with the push for an impeachment process, a push for Trump, although that is disturbing. But the way that they are making people seem like real idiots, I mean, this is so hypocritical, what is going on in our country right now and in the world. It's not just satanic deception and delusion, which all of that is happening right now, but it's the insulting uh, disinformation. It is the insult against intelligence of the American people, and it it just is so absurd to me that I thought, well, we need to talk about it one more time and really 
look at what is happening in our country right now. So um, what I'd like to do is I want to just share some thoughts that came into my heart with you. I'll open up my screen. We should have, all right, or we have, let's put it that way, we have shouted hypocritical governmental actions that have completely ignored the events of destruction to American families, businesses, and cities during the past nine months. And you have to really awaken now and think. Today in Capitol Hill, in Washington, D.C., if you turn on the news, all these different senators and different government people are pushing to impeach Donald Trump because of the domestic terrorism that took on January 6th by the unruly mob and the rioters known as the Trump supporters. People that went out to stand in solidarity with their president. And I, being an eyewitness of what was there, and you've heard me say it before, but being an eyewitness of the million or so people that were there, not one shot fired, not one car burned, no damage to any physical property except the windows that were busted up on the, uh, in, in, at the Capitol, which Trump supporters pulled the people down that were breaking the windows. Now, were there some people that were angry and raided and, and, and moved in? Yes, there were people that went to their house their Capitol building, the people of the United States, rather than being blockaded by the police, they decided they wanted to go and they wanted to sit in the house and say, it's our house. There's no doubt about that. Not the 90% or the 99%. We're talking about 1% of the people that were in Washington, D.C. in January on the 6th, 1% went. The rest stood back. They stayed away. The others, the majority of the 1%, basically just stood outside in the bleachers. They didn't do anything except to chant and sing Amazing Grace. I've got it on video. And there was a push by a small percentage of the 1% that went into the Capitol building while, I mean, way before uh, everything started happening. My point is, having been there, We were told, okay, and I just want to get behind this again. We were told for the last nine months, the very police throughout the nation were told to stand down while Antifa thugs, rioters, and termed domestic terrorists, the real deal, with Nancy Pelosi's backing, because her son-in-law is involved in Antifa, if you haven't figured that out, you should, you should study it out. So BLM, Antifa, terrorist organizations operating in the United States of America for nine months, burned buildings, shot weapons, destroyed businesses, terrorized homes, set fires ablaze, burned down churches, burned down police departments, punched, beat, harassed, 
citizens of the United States minding their own business, and for nine months with the massive images that were going on in our country, Seattle being taken over, Portland, Oregon being taken over, all this wretched wickedness, okay, nine months of it. Now today, the hypocritical people on Capitol Hill pressing Donald Trump's impeachment and all of his followers that were in Washington, D.C., the angry mob, the thugs, the rioters, the, the domestic terrorists, Donald Trump led them to terrorist activities. Now, this is so hypocritical, and the Word of God actually has something to say about it. The Word of God has something to say, but let me finish my thoughts. So not only have we shouted enough at the hypocritical government that has completely ignored the events of destruction to American families, businesses, and cities during the past nine months, we have been told that January 6th was the worst day in American history and that Trump supporters were a domestic terrorist group that need to be punished and removed from polite society. Those behind the coup that is underway have raised their voices so loud to promote their anti-Trump rhetoric and to convince the people of their hypocritical nonsense are now poised to receive their due reward. Now listen carefully. It is now time for what they have so blatantly lied about to become a reality against them. They called us domestic terrorists, an unruly mob, rioters, etc., etc. And now we, the people, should administer the force we have been accused of, when in fact, in comparison to the last nine months, we, the people, the Trump supporters, the conservative right, the patriots of the nation have been as innocent as schoolchildren in comparison to what we just watched for nine months. But listen, if they're going to accuse you of being something, if they're going to imprison you and persecute you, and they're going to lie about you, and they are going to spin everything to make it look like, oh, we're the bad people. You better sit down and go away. No, the only right thing to do is to respond. However, knowing that the majority of the American people who stand with President Trump are not terrorists, nor are they bullies and rioters, but are in fact most willing to keep the peace, God will raise up another force to fulfill his will against the sodomite leaders in Washington, D.C., and who practice their witchcraft within the Capitol buildings across America. Now, you think that's harsh. Well, let us refer for just a moment to the book of Isaiah. I want to go to the book of Isaiah. And it says in Isaiah... Chapter 1, and I'd like to read this, and I'd like you to really write this down and go through it with me. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1, I just want to read a few verses. 
This is Isaiah, the prophet of Almighty God, speaking to Israel in his day. He's not speaking about anybody but Israel. And this is Isaiah coming to the shores of a Judeo-Christian nation, the prophet Isaiah, not the cosmetic, candy-coated prophets of today, but the real prophets who knew how to prophesy God's heart when a nation was as soiled as we are. This is the true prophetic word to America today. Isaiah would say, and God would say, and I'm just going to pick up in verse 2, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 2, Hear, O heavens, give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished, this is what God said, I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. God has nourished America. God has nourished our Judeo-Christian society and country. God has brought us through. He raised us up. He blessed us. He says, I've nourished my children, but they have rebelled. America, the Judeo-Christian nation, has rebelled. Maybe not everybody, but the majority have rebelled in some form or another. Okay? Even those in political positions of power, they have rebelled against me. This is God's report. This is what God says. It doesn't matter what you and I think. God said they did. Now, how did they do that? He said the ox knows his owner, the ass his master's crib, but America does not know. My people do not consider. And I think there's a lot of lack of consideration for what's going on from the Christian community because most of the people could care less about what's going on in our society because they're going to fly away in a preacher of rapture any day now, right? Well, he goes on and says in verse 4, now hear the word of God. Let God speak for a moment. A sinful nation. Sinful nation. A people laden with iniquity, pornography, homosexuality, abortion, perversion of every kind, corruption, distraction, entertainment spirits, demons of lust and pride and ego and jealousy. Ah, sinful nation of people laden with iniquity who are quiet in the face of 90 million abortions, who are quiet when legislative powers pass laws for men to marry men, who are quiet and tolerant and capitulating to the environmental shift that's been going on. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers. They're in the Congress right now. They're in the Capitol building right now. The Jerry Nadlers and the Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's and the left and all the people that are hypocritically presenting ideas that are so false, that are so evil, that are so hypocritical. But there they are, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. You sure as heck bet they have. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. Unto anger. They are gone away backward, but that's not bad enough. Verse 5 is a very sad commentary. Why should you be stricken anymore, America? In other words, why should you receive any stripes anymore, punishments anymore? He says, 
you will revolt more and more. In other words, this country is beyond a spanking. This country is now beyond discipline to bring it up to a proper training. We have forsaken God. We don't want God. We reject God. We revolt. And God said, why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. Your whole head is sick. Ah, and the whole heart faint. The heart of America should have been the church, and it is faint. The head of America should be the powers that rule in righteousness, but they're sick. Their minds are sick. And what's really sad, if you listen to them right now in the Congress, uh, Capitol building in Washington, D.C., they are so sick that they are presenting pure, unadulterated lies and hypocrisies, and the people are feeding on it. That is the saddest commentary ever. But it goes on. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in you, America, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. For nine months, we watched America burn. We watched the cities burn. We watched a shutdown, a lockdown, mass social distancing through a lying plague. We have seen so much corruption used as a political tool. And yet, because of the inability, the sickness, this delusion, all of this bruises and putrefying sores, all of these things, they haven't been bound up, neither have they been mollified with ointment. Your country, listen to verse 7. Listen, America, listen, whoever will. Your country is desolate. That's the prophetic word. That's what's coming. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Get ready, America. God is going to fulfill his will. Prophet Isaiah is speaking the word of God, not men's thinking, not men's imaginations, not men's desires, not men's emotions. Isaiah is speaking the word of God. He's telling you what shall be. You've already seen a preview. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour. And you have to look out and go, who are these people? Who is Black Lives Matter? Who is Antifa? Who are these people in Capitol Hill today? Who are they? Who are they? Well, strangers devoured in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Who in the heck is Antifa? Who are these people? But it's being done right before the eyes of the American people. So one day, January 6th, people gather. 99% of them, peaceful, joyful, Christian worshipers praying, 1% go into the Capitol, and a small percentage of that 1% actually go and do the mob thing that they're all now making this massive reality. What hypocrisy when they're saying all of this, all this rhetoric, standing up there, Trump is bad, evil, leading a terrorist organization, when for nine months, come on, folks, this is insane. Terrorism took place in the shores of America, and all these people sat down, shut up, and said, let them have their way. This is wrong. This is wrong. So God knows it. And he said, I just want to skip down to verse, uh, well, let's just go to verse 8. The daughter of Zion is left as a cottage and a vineyard, as a lodge and a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. That's what America is going to look like when the judgment is done. 
Verse 9, except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. But now listen, the subtitle in this passage of scripture is God has had enough. Listen to what he says. Verse 10, Isaiah 110. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Wow. What an indictment against Israel that God would say through his prophet Isaiah, listen, you rulers, you princes, you judges, you senators, you congress, you judiciary, you legislators, listen, You're, everybody, listen in the cabinet, listen, hear the word of the Lord. Well, they don't want to hear the word of the Lord. They don't care about the word of God, but it's going to be spoken anyways. It's going to be said anyways. And God says, you are the rulers of Sodom. You are the rulers of Sodom. You are the 1,000 high-powered political people that were on the Lolita Express to Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile island. You are the homosexuals that when you speak, you sound like an effeminate. You have no manliness left in you. You either sound like a dyke or you sound like a homosexual because you've been plugged up so many times you can't even speak right. You are the leaders of Sodom and Gomorrah. You are the promoters of every wicked, evil thing in our society today. And God said, he knows you. He knows who you are, what you've done, what you stand for. And he said, if you will, hear the word of the Lord. And the people of Gomorrah are all the people following these Sodomite rulers, the Gomorrahites, are the, is this nation filled with the men of Sodom and Gomorrah that follow this kind of legislative rulership in the country? He says, but listen to this. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices? He's literally telling these people that claim to know God. Saith the Lord, I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks of lambs. In other words, I'm so tired of your hypocrisy, God is saying. When you come to appear before me, who has required to see your hand to tread my courts, bring no more vain oblation, incense is an abomination. I do away with it, your new moons. So he's, he's basically telling the nation, I'm tired of you. I'm done with you. What is God going to do, right? So we ask this question, what is God going to do? Well, this is the word of the Lord, but how is God going to exact his judgment upon the nation? I would think that if Everybody that followed Donald J. Trump and supported him, whether it turns out that he's going to finish his race and do what is the right thing to do in the next few days or not, the people are going to be left on their own. They are now being demonized as domestic terrorists. They're being demonized as rioters. They're being demonized as evil, bad people, not fit for polite society. They have been called maggots. They have been called, rather than MAGA leaders, they called us maggots. They called us the deplorables. So we are now the president, if he is to leave, and the left comes to power, and this idea about all the followers of Donald J. Trump is in the atmosphere, we're going to be disdained. We're going to be known as these evil people. And if we shy away and we receive the reproach, well, what kind of life are you going to be living? You're going to be living like 
Lot did in Sodom and Gomorrah, where his righteous soul was vexed every day by the filthy conduct of the wicked is what you're going to do. And the deception and the lie and the twisting and the perversion of truth is going to be so great, nobody's going to know what end is up, right? Because if you're quiet. So the only right thing to do is for those million people and another 74 million to rise up and go into the Capitol building and take it over. And rather than those people condemning the people, let the people condemn these judiciary, legislators, senators, Congress, and deal with them. Put them on trial. Say that they are the wicked ones who shut their mouths for nine months and did nothing against the wicked terrorists that were really terrorists. That's the only right thing to do. Say, you want to blame us for that? You want to condemn us for that? But you know what? Cowardice runs rampant in American society. And for the half of 1%, half of 1% that did something, and only God knows what really happened, if it was a special ops to get the laptops of these people, only God really knows. But a half of 1% actually did something. Well, it's time for all the people to do something against this guttural hypocrisy. Now, if we don't, here's what God says will happen in Isaiah chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 10. In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1, Isaiah speaking to the United States of America, the prophet of God, Isaiah, not wishful thinking, okay, not imagination, not emotional desire, not I wishful thinking, none of that. He's going to speak God's heart, and he says this in verse 1, Isaiah 10:1. Woe unto them. He's talking about the leaders in, in Washington, D.C., and in every capital building across the United States. Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that right grievousness which they have prescribed. And that's what they're doing. From capital to capital, from state to state, they are, right to, they are decreeing unrighteous decrees. They're calling good people evil. They're calling evil people good. I mean, this is so rank with hypocrisy. And then he says, woe to them. And what do they do? Well, these people here, they turned aside the needy from judgment. They took away the right from the poor of my people, the widows, and maybe their prey. They may rob the fatherless. So there was, there was a problem with their policy, and there's a major problem, twice as bad, if not 10 times as bad as this. Verse 3, what will you do in the day of visitation? America is ready for a visitation. It's not the one the false prophets prophesied. What will you do in the day of visitation and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your glory? Without me, they shall bow down under the prisoners and they shall fall under the slain. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Now, America, listen. Here's the antidote for the hypocrisy in our country right now. Here's what God says in verse 5. O Assyrian, the rod of my anger and the staff or the weapon in their hand is my indignation. Is it a nuclear weapon, a dirty bomb? What is it that is in the hand of the Assyrian? Well, it's God's 
rod of anger, the Assyrian, the rod of my anger. So God's going to use a people group, maybe Islamic terrorists, if the, we the people don't respond to this hypocrisy because of whatever reason. But here you have now the rod of my anger, the staff in their hand, this people group has a weapon, and it is God's indignation, God's indignation. And he says this, I will send him against a hypocritical nation. Now, that word hypocritical there, and you're seeing major hypocrisy, is the kenef, and that word means a soiled, impious, wow, godless, irreligious, and profane. Let me give you the definition again. It is the kenef, soiled with sin, impious, godless, irreligious, and profane. So God says, I'm going to send the Assyrian, I'm going to put a weapon in his hand, and I'm going to send him against a hypocritical nation against the people of my wrath. Well, who was he talking about in Isaiah thousands of years ago? It was against Israel. It was against God's chosen nation. So God is saying through the prophet Isaiah in dual prophetic language, I'm sending a force against you because of your hypocrisy. It's coming. And then he says, and I will give him, the Assyrian, a charge to take the spoil, to take the prey, and to tread them down like the mire of the streets. Well, ladies and gentlemen, just clear Bible prophecy. That's what it is. Clear Bible prophecy that fits exactly the word of God. This is the truth. It may not be the kind of truth that a lot of Americans want to hear, but let's just put it in the words of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, they cried out in Luke 13. Did you hear what they did what Pilate did when they took the people of Galileans and they mingled their blood with their sacrifices? Lord, what are you going to do about that? And Jesus said, unless you repent, you too will perish. And then Jesus said, well, what about the 18 upon whom the tower of Siloam fell? Do you think they were worse sinners than all the people in Israel? He said, no, but unless you repent, you too will perish. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, there is no repentance left in our nation. Have you noticed it? Can you discern it? Church people have a hard time repenting anymore. The heart is hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Lukewarm compromise. The very best of them, said the prophet Jeremiah, are as a briar. None are good. No, not one. All their works are as filthy rags, said the prophet Isaiah. Ezekiel cried out and said, again, another prophet that God would send to the United States of America. Ezekiel would cry out and say, the very best of you are going to, that escape the judgment that's coming, will flee to the mountains and you'll mourn for the uncleanness of your own hearts. There's no repentance left in America. You have a house divided. Jesus said a house divided cannot stand. 
I'm going to trust Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, than anybody, including myself, on this earth that claims to be a prophet, that preaches peace and safety to a nation that is laden with iniquity, a sinful nation, a church whose heart is faint. Come on. I'm not going to listen to the cosmetic prophets. No way. I'm not going to let them daub my wall with their mortar, their mixed mortar, that the people would laugh and say, man, even a fox goes on that wall, it's going to fall. And it's true. And so it's a false security. In Ezekiel, he said that they daub it with mortar and they build this wall and the people stand behind it thinking they're safe. But the wall that they have built, is, is, it, it can't stand. And God says, I'm going to send a wind against the wall and my fury is going to knock it down and the people who think they're safe are going to realize they're not. So what are we saying here today, Pastor Vincent Xavier? Aren't you supposed to be a loving pastor? I believe that we care for God's people. But I'm sticking with Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, because Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians 10 said that we are to listen and learn from what was written afore so that we don't follow their same mistakes. God said it this way in Peter and in Jude. He said, Sodom and Gomorrah was set as an example to anybody that would follow their pernicious ways. America is Sodom and Gomorrah, the promoters of homosexuality and abortion around the world. America is that nation, and it was a Christian nation. So the only right thing to take place, and I'll say this in all, I'm not a hothead. I, I am not a hothead. I believe the prophets, and I believe that the hypocrisy is so outrageous and I've listened to the others out there talking about it, and they're so double-minded on so many things. I don't, want to fo- I don't want to follow them. I don't want you to follow me. I'm giving you God's word, and you'd be the judge. Okay, you do what you got to do. But the right thing to do right now, on this day, this, what is this, the 13th day of January, seven days away from Inauguration Day, the only right thing to do is for we, the people of the United States of America, who are being insulted right now on Capitol Hill. We are being lied about. We are being called names. We are, you know, and people are capitulating. And before they keep capitulating, there's an old line that says, hold the line, hold the line. Don't buy into it. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't receive the serpent's bite and be poisoned in your mind. Hold the line. What needs to happen right now? Before God sends Islamic terrorists or China or Russia or whosoever he's going to send, the people of this country that stand for morality, who stand for what is right, who know that we are being lied about, we're being put in this big box of terrorists when the real terrorists were here, okay? It's insane to me. Hypocrisy. The only right thing is to rise up, go to Washington, D.C. now, take over the Capitol building, arrest the people that are in it, that are lying, send the 1,000 people that are controlling this nation into prison or into another country or worse. Get rid of them. Now the people should do that. Now. That's the right thing. That's the Declaration of Independence that was given by the Founding Fathers. That is our constitutional right 
this government that is coming to power right now, this government, both the left and the right are capitulating. You cannot trust them any longer. The fix is in within their hypocrisy. And if the people do not respond according to the Declaration of Independence, our right as American citizens to recognize a government that is completely apostate, and if we do not do what it says to do, we will come under their power. But God will not be mocked in America. God will send a force. I'd rather see the force of the American people take political power and have the power of our nation to contend with any nation in moral righteousness and a spirit of holiness and righteous indignation and righteous anger. We are allowed to hate what is evil. We are called by God to hate what is evil. And if you don't hate the hypocrisy and the evil and the wickedness going on right now, something wrong with you. The only right thing to do is for America to rise right now. Everybody they call terrorists, well, rise up and show your force as a terrorist against evil. Like Romans 13 says, that the true ministers of, of, of God are a terror to evil, then let us be a terror to evil. This has got to stop. And if it doesn't, I don't know where your children and grandchildren are going to fit into this picture. I don't know what kind of education they're going to get from the far left, socialist, communist, globalist agenda, anti-God, anti-Christ, Spirit, your children will grow up within it, and their minds will be overwhelmed by it, and they will become the haters of anything that is right. That's what is on the line here. So you've got to do something. The favor of God would be to send Islamic terrorists if we don't do anything. It would be the nicest thing that God could do to America, allowing an enemy so evil, like the Assyrians of old, to come against this hypocritical nation and break it. That would be the kindest thing. Because to come under the power of this hypocrisy, to live under this sodomite leadership in America, this twisted, perverse, Leviathan, Jezebelian spirit. No, no, no. We need a Jehu who will not capitulate to Jezebel. We need a Josiah that will bring reform. And if it's not in our elected officials, it has to come from within the ranks of the people. But who's going to lead the charge? Most people would say, what I'm saying right now is seditious. Against who? Against who? That we're inciting a riot. For nine months, you incited a riot. The very people that are calling the Trump supporters domestic terrorists. Where has the God of this world gained such a stronghold that the God of this world has blinded their minds to such a degree and spun a delusion and a deception so amazing that people are so deceived to think that the good people are evil and the evil people are good. It's, it's incredulous to me. It's absolutely incredulous. And I don't know what to 
do about it. I don't know if Isaiah knew what to do about it. I don't know if Jeremiah knew what to do about it, but I know that Isaiah said the Assyrians coming. Uh, Jeremiah said the Babylonians are coming. And so I'm telling you something's coming a force, but what should happen in our country by the documentation of our founding fathers, the people of this country should rise now and revolt against the hypocritical, wicked governmental powers that are turning and twisting everything good and right about this country and its people into a lie. I don't know how to help the people on the left. I can engage them one-on-one in a conversation biblically, but their minds are so saturated in this delusion, they literally think they're okay when their souls are damned because they don't even accept Jesus Christ as the salvation of their soul anymore. They don't love Jesus Christ. They don't love God. They don't want to hear about the Bible. They're smarter. This generation's smarter than thousands of years of the wisdom and intelligence of Almighty God, whose wisdom and intelligence is proving itself right now. So you can say whatever you want about what's being said, but it's God's word. And if the people do not rise up and respond now that they've been accused, and someone will say, well, they've accused us, but we'll just show them that's not really who we are and we'll just stand down. Then they've achieved exactly what they're attempting to achieve right now on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. They've got you to stand down, to be afraid, because they're coming forth like, we're going to spank these people for what they've done. We want him impeached. And if you fall for that with these homosexuals who are nothing but liars, and they are so corrupt in bed with China, they're on the list of receiving money from the Communist Chinese Party, the CCP, then you've been duped. You've been fooled. The only thing I know to do is pray, and I know exactly what my prayers will be. But I can't imagine that what I'm saying right now is somehow bad in comparison to what they're doing. But you see... The Great Tribulation is a time when the church will have no influence. There will be no truth, no light spoken. And the only light that you're going to have as a wise virgin will have been to have stored the word of God in your heart, but you will not be able to practice your faith openly in the days ahead if this is not resisted and overwhelmed and overcome. What a judgment is upon the United States of America today. Judgment is on this nation. I hope that you are one of those houses where the glory of God is upon your house and that there is a defense around your glory or the glory of God in that house. I hope you're one of those that have come out and are separated. Judgment is upon this nation and it is so hurtful. It is so painful. And not only is the hypocrisy in Washington, D.C., it's in the pulpits of America today. It's in the newscasters. It's in the people that promote their podcasts. They're hypocrites. 
They are double-minded. They go back and forth with every wind. They, they go with every wind. It goes this way. They go that way. They don't know how to stand and proclaim what God says, period. And that is heartbreaking. Well, let's say hello to some of our friends today. Vig Lira. Good morning, Vig Lira. Wendy, good morning, Pastor. Everything is upside down. We pray for wickedness to be brought to light. Open the eyes of the blind. Lord, let them see the error of their ways. The godlessness are not of you. Lord, strengthen your children during these times. Let us not grow weary. Restore their joy in you. We are the apple of your eye. We will take refuge under the shadow of your wings. In Jesus' name, amen. And I agree. I agree. Laquita, good morning. Wendy says again, yes, agreed. We have rebelled and have become weak. God, forgive us. We Christians need to come back to the true, just, holy, and righteous God. We need to be bold and spread the gospel and the sovereignty of the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Sandra Matlow, good morning. Good morning to you. She says, hope that you're doing good this morning. Tell Patricia that we all said hi. I will do it, Sandra. I will absolutely do it. And then uh, we have some amens. And Alma Doran says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. There is no repentance. I appreciate the Alma, the sentiment, but the nation is divided. Half the nation doesn't want God in it. You have to understand that. The other half that proclaim to know God, they do need to repent, but their repentance needs to be put into action to stand in the gap against the invasion that's happening within our nation right now. That's going to take some spiritual guts. I don't know. There's a lot of cowardice in the land today. Cindy says, good morning. Alma says, this is the right and approved way of God. God is talking to the church, which is responsible for the visitation of the Lord in America. Thank you, Alma, for that. Repent, repent, repent. Laquita says, preach it. Happy birthday, sweet sister. Whose birthday is it? Somebody's birthday. Oh, Cindy. Cindy, is it your birthday today? Is it your birthday today, Cindy? Happy birthday to you. God bless you. God's going to make it a special day. I I believe that with all my heart. Uh, Cindy says, thank you, Laquita. Good. So, Cindy, you are happy birthday to you. We could always find joy in the midst of the storm, right? All right. Well, praise God. I know the Lord's going to bless your day today. Uh, evangelist says, God bless you, dear pastor. Can you help me? That's Huned Masi. Carolyn Carey, good morning, saints. Pastor, I can't get you on YouTube. It keeps buffering. I got you on Facebook. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what the problem is. Callie says, good morning. We have to pray more than we have ever prayed before against the evil in this nation. Uh, Alma says, there's a small remnant being fighting against evil in fasting and praying. I agree with that. Uh, that's why everything in my heart desires to go to Washington, D.C., to walk the city streets and to pray. But I know what my prayers are. My prayers are not going to be the prayers of a lot of people uh, because it's not for uh, the cosmetic Christianity that's out there today. It's to allow the walls to come down, to exercise the word of God against, to speak the word of God against this hypocritical thing that's going on in D.C. right now. Sandra. We need to be, uh, we people of God have to stand up and fight for our country. We all need to stay on our knees in prayer. Yep, it's a good place to begin. Alma, we need to put our eyes on the Lord, focus on his plan. What is his plan? Someone tell me. Amen. And a, the Lord is our deliverance. No man, I agree. And Carolyn Carey says, Pastor, I'm with you. I have a righteous indignation rising up in me. I'm upset with what our president is doing. 
going through and his party has turned on him makes me sick. Yeah. So we can't afford to get sick and we are heartbroken. There is righteous indignation, but what do we do with it? Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah didn't worry about. They knew what was going to happen. The holiest thing that could happen in this country, because we now know the nation is divided. There is no returning. You've crossed the point of no return. We knew that in 2003 when we were walking through parks, hiking mountains, blowing our shofar. The prophetic word of God in 2003 said America has crossed the point of no return. It will never be the same. Here we are 17 years down the road, and that word is true. And now the divide is complete. The nation will collapse. The cities of America will burn. It will be left desolate. However, the right thing to do is for the people of this country who stand with the president, who have a moral compass about them, who love God, love Jesus Christ, which I saw all over Washington, D.C. last Wednesday, a week ago today. They need to stand and fulfill the Declaration of Independence. Should I read it again? Or should I read one of the greatest songs ever given to this nation? My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. You want to go through that one? How he tramples the vineyard. You want to go and read what, what the founding fathers knew would have to happen in this country? in order to preserve the values and the principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all, even those little babies in the womb who are being murdered en masse. There needs to be now an uprising against the thousand people that are ruling this country. That's all they are. Nancy Pelosi, the wicked witch, the Jezebelian spirit who practices witchcraft and hypocrisy and does crazy little things with Jerry Nadler and Chuck Schumer, and who knows how grotesque behind scenes they really are. They need to go. Where is Jehu? Where is Josiah? Where is Elijah? Where is Phineas? They need to rise. And if they don't, because we've been in the proverbial pot and we've been the frog that's been slowly cooked, we're in trouble. Who are they going to start with when they come to power? If we let it go, they're going to start with everybody that resisted them, everybody that said that the vote was a fraud. And that's what this is all about, by the way. Let's not lose consciousness of what the trouble really is. It's not that Joe Biden won the election. That's fine. I mean, if there was a real election and there was no voter fraud and Joe Biden won the election, we wouldn't have a problem. But we've been told by the highest authority in the land who they curse every day as dementia, as dangerous, as fanatical. They call the president all these things. The highest authority in the land have proven fraud, rigged election. And the people just don't want to lose that way. 
We're not the snowflakes of 2016 who are all upset and need a puppy to hold them because Hillary lost. No, no, no. She lost, period, by legal means. What's happening here is lies and deception, domestically and foreign interference with the elections. The evidence is in. The proof is there. But nobody wants to hear the case. Are they all bribed? Did they have videos in their hotel rooms when they were being set up? And now they have pictures and video to show the world if they don't capitulate with their homosexual ways, with their grotesque ways, their pedophilia, and all their wickedness. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't want their sin to come to the light, right? So they're being held hostage, and they won't stand up. Something's deadly wrong. Deadly wrong. It was a, it's a, it's, it's a coup. And it, if you got seven days now. I know they said 50 protests in 50 states at 50 capitals. Armed? I wonder how many cowards and fearful people who claim to be Americans, Christian Americans, will stay home and do nothing. Because there's no leadership. There's no plan. They don't, want, they don't know what to do. They're looking at the president for a signal. He's not sending any. And if he goes away in seven days and Joe comes to power, the American people have just been left exposed with no one to help them. It's critical. It's a critical time. It's a critical time. Censorship is happening. Our president is not allowed to speak on platforms. Barbara Dixon says, we must pray the imprecatory prayers in the Psalms. I agree with that. Well, I don't have anything left to say. I, don't, I can't imagine. But I want to remind you, Isaiah chapter 1, the first 10 verses, and Isaiah chapter 10, the first 7 verses, you need to look at them. That is the word of the Lord to America today. So then how do we live today? What do we do today? I'm going to get off the air for a moment. Daniel Seckham is going to be on. I'm going to put our interview on from, from last night. Let Daniel speak. I had to wait a few minutes to get him going, but we'll get going. We're going to walk out the door today, and what are we going to do? We see a beautiful blue sky and a sunny day. We're going to go shopping. We've got chores to run. We've got things to do. We're going to go on in life. How is it in your community? What we heard from Jason yesterday and from Brother Don is that we need to get communities ratified. We need to get local leadership and, you know, local, uh, you know, magistrates to uh, gather together to protect the sovereignty of our little towns and make, make, it, make it a safe place to fight against to get this, this thing that's coming. But unfortunately, when your senators, your Congress from your state, your local assembly, your sheriffs, like you talked about, when they all capitulate and they say that the righteous are the wicked, welcome to the Great Tribulation, March 14th, 2021. You may wake up on that day to the beginning of the greatest purge 
and persecution against Christians, and they will have zero power to influence anything. That's what Daniel 7 is about. That's what Revelation 13 is about. Christians will have no power to influence anything. It literally says he will overcome the saints for three and a half years, meaning they will have no power. Underground exploits, ministering here and there, but every person you minister could turn upon upon you. Everything you do in the name of the Lord could come back on you. It's going to be that vicious because the spyware today is greater than Nazi Germany. They're going to find you out. They're going to break into the house. They're going to arrest you, separate you from your wife and your children. They're going to take you to concentration camps. Your kids are going to go to re-education camps. By the time they come out, they're going to be speaking the language of the New World Order. If America does not stand up and fight against what's happening right now, take positions of power in the White House, Capitol Building, and in all Washington, D.C., if they do not either headquarter there or find another headquarter, a secession, a breaking away, if the states don't do it, if the people don't do it, if there's not a resistance against it, I can't imagine the groaning and lamentation we will hear in this nation. You see, the cosmetic prophets have lightly healed. They've spoken smooth words to make everybody feel it's going to be okay. No trouble will come. Everything's going to be all right. The true prophets of God have warned about this moment for years. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Jesus Christ himself and the apostles, those who allowed the word of God to come into our society while we were murdering babies, committing all these criminal actions against God, they spoke the truth. The other guys got rich. They fleeced the flock. And they're now the cosmetic Christians that are trying to save face and protect their reputations. And it's not going to work. Bar a massive revolution. But I just wonder if they are ready to fight the revolution necessary to turn the tide. Because if Donald J. Trump steps up and declares martial law, we're going to war. It's a risk if he steps down and Joe comes to power, whether the Christians that follow Trump will do anything or not. Maybe a few will go out and they'll crush him if everybody doesn't go. So that's it for me. Uh, we are at 818-369-0326. If you have any questions or comments about what you're hearing today, you're welcome to share them. You may vehemently disagree with everything that was said here today. I'd love to hear your reasons why, and that's okay. I wonder how many people are actually going to share this with other people and try to get the word out about the critical moment that we're in and what we need to do and where are the leaders. Maybe I'm just being too dramatic. I guess Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, they may have been prophets of drama. I don't think so. Their words came to pass. What you heard today will come to pass. It's at the door. What will we do? How do you and I as Christians, brothers and sisters, gather together? What do we do? Are we going to be like scared sheep running wild everywhere? Going to go home and just continue life as normal? No, it won't. You won't. Not if you really believe what you've been saying for years. You're not just going to go home and play it cool. 
You have no idea the atmosphere that's coming. But what can we do? Can we have protected homes? Can we be under a shelter of the Lord? Can there be a refuge from God, an ark? Is there safety in the remnant, in the righteous elect? Yes. God is a refuge to the righteous. I believe that with all my heart. Under those terms, you could go home and rest and know that you've done everything you knew to do to stand in the gap and now get out of the way, enter into your ark, shut the door, go into your chamber, shut the door until the indignation be overpassed. That will happen for some people in this time. God will protect us. I do not hate any human being. What I hate is the evil, the hypocrisy, what's going on, because it's satanic. I have every right to do that. People who have given themselves over to the devil, their souls are eternally damned. But that won't matter. They've already had the influence on millions, possibly billions of people. And those who follow them, their souls are damned as well. All I'm saying here today, if Americans cannot rise and stand in the gap at this moment and recognize the hypocrisy going on in our society, or the only thing we could do is complain about it or shout out against it, that will never be enough. The only right thing to do is to send millions Overwhelm Washington, D.C. and take it and put people in positions of power that the people will see this is this is Phineas. This is Josiah. This is Jehu. This is Elijah. Like King David always had a prophet with him. You put these people and they now wield the power of technology. They wield the power. They shut down the news media. They shut down the poisonous asps. They shut down Facebook, Google. They establish their own. They take over. They send them to prison who fought against the righteous. You see, that's the only thing to do. 75 to 80 million people voted for the president. Half of them will do to go and take back Because what they're doing in Washington, D.C., right now, I listened to them this morning. That's why I'm doing this. What they're doing in Washington, D.C. right now, if you heard it and you listened to it and it doesn't penetrate you, you're lost. You have nothing. If you are not deeply disturbed by what they're saying, and if you would not understand that the call for 40, 50 million, 5 million, 10 million, a million to go and overwhelm D.C. and take it over before they get into power. You cannot let these people get in power or remain in power for what they're predicting against your life. I thought it was, uh, you're going to die fighting, free men die fighting or something like that. There's an old phrase. I don't expect women and children to do anything, but I marveled at the thousands, the tens of thousands of women that were there on January 6th. But I don't expect women and children 
to do this. I expect men voted for the president to stand. Because if the president says, stand down, Joe won, I'm going away, you're going to be left vulnerable to that power that's coming. If Donald Trump fails in this last week to do what is right, if President Trump capitulates to what they're doing, knowing it's evil and hypocritical and lies, if he capitulates, thinking that's going to keep the peace, he's just brought a nation into more bondage than ever before. So I do expect men to stand up. Intercessors, great. Go to Washington, D.C. and intercede. Fast, go ahead. Fast, pray, intercede. With one thought in mind. Take back your government. Take back what is right. Remove the plague our government the plague of hypocrisy, the plague of lukewarmness, compromise, capitulation, tolerance, those who are bribed, stuck in a prison of their own minds, get rid of it. That's the only right thing to do this week. And we hope the president will say again, I want all the patriots to come back to Washington, D.C. And he uses his power as the president right now to rally that. That would be great. If he doesn't, who is going to lead the charge? And if you don't lead the charge, you're going into slavery. Is it clear? Or do you say, well, I don't believe that? Maybe you think, well, I'll enjoy my slavery as long as I get to keep going to the store and eating and having money. And this idea that I've got money in the bank, I drive my car, I have a house, my kids are going to school. And regardless of the atmosphere, but I'm okay with my imprisonment. Like the Israelites were in Babylon, they just learned how to live in it. And I'm sure there are many that are going to do that. And if that's who you are, then that's who you are. The Maccabees, that's not who they were. The founding fathers of this country, that's not who they were. They fought a revolution against the same kind of government that you have in place right now and is about to get more established if it's not resisted. Okay, that's it for me. What I'll do right now, uh, so let's see, Barbara says, YouTube just posted that they have banned President Trump for at least seven days. Okay. So what's new? No surprise there, because they're coming. They're coming for the guns, your Second Amendment rights, your First Amendment rights. They're coming to take away your freedom. And if you don't fight now for your freedom, you won't have it. And you won't deserve it. Ten million people need to show up in Washington, D.C. this week. Ten million. And bring a sound. They need to bring a sound 
like in 1 Kings chapter 1. Whether they're armed or not, they need to bring a sound that will shake the ground. And if they don't bring a sound, if they are quiet, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to keep feeding the flock of God. We're going to keep people enlightened to where we are through a biblical lens. We're going to keep telling the truth. We're going to keep working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We're going to humble ourselves. We're going to keep living as long as we are until we can't. Like in the Bolshevik Revolution, they're going to take all the pastors and all the people that don't capitulate. Like in Nazi Germany, they're going to put them in prison. But what I heard is that most of the pastors that went to prison under the Nazi regime, they found Jesus Christ in prison more than they ever did behind their pulpits. How many pastors like the Catholic priests in that day will side with the German Nazi uh, elite? I don't know. All right, doesn't look like anybody wants to talk today. 818-369-0326. Press 1 on your dial pad. If you do, give you another second. Uh, Shirley is saying, pray for God's intervention. Pray he uses our president to shake this world. Okay. And if he doesn't, and if he doesn't, if the president doesn't lead the charge, then what? Roy and Julie, let's go to D.C. and pray. We are with you. Wonderful. We're going we're gonna to do what they did in the revolution, but this time not with armed weapons, but the weapon of prayer. All right? We're going to leave our fortunes and our lands and our homes and our families. We're going to go and we're going to pray with all of our heart that God will do something to preserve the values and principles of this nation, to turn the tide, make it illegal to have an abortion, to commit a homosexual act, Tear down the pornographic industry, shut down Hollywood, root out, eradicate every ideology that is contrary to the founding fathers of morality and a religious people, a biblical society with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that's the only thing that will work. We've got a call coming in right now. I'll take the call. Let's go the extra mile today. <clears throat> All right, let's take a call. Get my Bible out here, and let's go to our dear brother, Mark. Mark, good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. How are you today? Hey, Pastor Vincent, I'm very well. How are you today? I think I'm doing good, Mark. I think I'm doing good by the grace of God. Thank you. Oh, amen. By the grace of God, indeed. Absolutely. So I, I was hoping to bend your ear for a moment, uh, there, there, I, I had a couple thoughts on something that you said earlier. Uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are the key words that are wrapped into our United States Constitution. The founding fathers wanted to assure and they wanted to set it up so that American citizens would enjoy the liberty of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness problem here is that satan got a hold of this concept the pursuit of happiness and he turned it into something evil meaning satan satan has put in mankind 
a sense of wanting to have comfort and wanting to have peace and wanting to have good sensation and feeling good. The mainstay of it is the desire for comfort. And when we combine that with the free will that the Father built into us, from the beginning of mankind, from the beginning of the days, even as far back as the Garden of Eden, we've had mankind reaching for comfort and making wrong choices. Uh, For example, Eve reached for the fruit that she was not supposed to be touching. And she did so because the devil said to her, well, go ahead. It's okay. Uh, You know, God made a mistake when he told you about that. Just go ahead. It's all right. You'll, You'll like it. And so in mankind's desire for comfort, in mankind's desire for good sensation or pleasurable sensation, she reached for the fruit. And we are where we are today on a societal level because most members of society just want comfort, comfort, peace, uh, familiar routine, you know, not deviating from the familiar. We have that old expression, better the devil that you know than the devil that you don't know, which is an indication of, okay, well, let's just keep things on. Let's not drift or plunge outside of our comfort zone. Let's not try anything that would really be adventurous in order to keep the word of God alive and active. So in the pursuit of comfort, many, 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 many people, believers and non-believers alike, have stepped outside of the word of God And that's all driven by Satan, of course. And then Satan has organized politics and he has organized human, oh, what do you call it? I'll just say again the word politics. Satan has organized politics and the media to drive people's desire to just be comfortable. And in the desire to be comfortable, unfortunately, the norm is to disregard the word of God. Because the word of God does not call for comfort under man's own power. The word of God calls for comfort as provided by the Lord, but not comfort as provided under hey, ladies man's and gentlemen, own power. this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Sorry about that. Go ahead. I apologize. Oh, no worries, pastor. So that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Uh, that came to me while at, at, when you spoke the words, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It was, ah, the pursuit of happiness. There you go. That's what Satan has tricked us all with. Dorian, I'm sticking to it. Well, well, I think you bring up an excellent point, and I, it, and I was looking. That's why I got a little mixed up there. The, the real pursuit of happiness, if you really get the, the heartbeat of the founding fathers, and they're writing up this, you know, all of this great information, and they're sharing it, Happiness, they understood, was derived from their benefit of serving God. They knew that the the pursuit of happiness was the pursuit of getting the pleasure of the Lord who would send the special benefits into their lives. It wasn't just whatever makes me feel good. And so you bring up an excellent point there, Mark, and I appreciate that. Yeah, that's right on. That is so right on. Okay, anything else, sir, that you would like to share? Well, that's about it for now, sir. That is your story. That's all yours. And you're sticking with it. I am sticking to it. Yes, sir. <laughs> I appreciate you so much, man. God bless your heart. Thank you for calling you too, in. Pastor. God bless you. 
They mean a you lot. Bet. Shalom. Happy birthday to your beloved you, wife. Sir. Okay. All right. Let's take one more call coming up or take another call coming up. Patricia Joy Xavier. Looks like she's calling into the broadcast. Good morning, Patricia. What sayeth you Good today? Morning. Well, I have some thoughts regarding the situation in which we have found ourselves in and also the method in which to take care of it. My thought is this. God has called his church to be righteous. During the last hundreds of years, we have not accepted the fullness of what he has asked us to do regarding our individual lives. Consequently, because of a lukewarm word that has been taught for the last maybe 100 years, I think probably becoming more lukewarm as time goes on, that we have missed the true identity of who we are as people. And we have not become a righteous and holy people. We have become a religious people with ideas and concepts that are not totally the power in which God has spoken in his word to overcome sin. So our churches have been riddled with sin. Consequently, judgment has come. And it is because of that that the United States of America has fallen and become, or they have become, and divided from that which is right and that which is wrong. And in that situation, as it was said so many times, a house divided cannot stand. And therefore, it cannot stand. The answer is not in physical means of the flesh to try to reach and to take over, but to take over ourselves personally in our spirit, manner in which we move in a direction of becoming a holy and righteous people truly with every discernment and understanding of what that means. And because of it, because of that move, there was a promise for the land to be healed. But it has not been successfully done. We have still not achieved that part that God has called us to, and that is the bride to usher him in without spot and wrinkle. We still have our fault and continue in sin. Not everybody. There's a remnant that is working diligently against that. But as long as we maintain the same mindset and do not overcome our sinful nature in which we have been given the right and granted the right to do, nothing we do is going to work and hasn't because he said, I will hear you no more. Therefore, I believe that being the bride and, and, and working in that direction, direction to become fulfilled 
in what he called us to be is what is necessary to do. And then maybe he will heal our land. However, the greater thing to do is for the kingdom of God to be established on earth at that point, where we never again will fall back into the hands of deception. Okay, so I, uh, you're getting a lot of congratulations on your, on your speaking, and it's, it's excellent and it's true. So are you saying that uh, regardless if the people did repent, if the people did, you know, humble themselves, they cleaned up their, their nature, that there should never be a move to take power away from the evil people physically? <clears throat> no, because the Lord had already said that judgment hits because of the unrighteousness of the soul of the church. We, if we were the church that we were called to be, and we're, we were working in that area in the last maybe 200 years until this last 100 years, if we were the church that we were called to be, meant to be, what we see right now would have never have happened. So it has happened. You- yeah, are you saying that the founding fathers who fought a revolution to establish a nation, it did not matter. We, you know, maybe we would have been born, not born. Maybe we would have been born in foreign lands. So nothing that they did to fight against the tyranny of their times was right before God. And the American experience for the last 200 and some odd years is really useless and it meant nothing. Is that what you're saying? No, it isn't that it was useless. It is the matter that everything they did to make something right did not stand. We are in the same position today. There were a few, a remnant, but for the church as a whole. Well, they haven't stood in their morality in their values and their principles as a nation. But for 200 and some odd years, we became the greatest nation on the face of the earth that sent missionaries all over the world who promoted the gospel of Jesus Christ and had a more polite society just a generation ago who outlawed abortion and all these other wicked things. So for 200 some odd years, it was an extremely successful nation that began with a revolutionary war. And I agree that it's not where it is right now, but what is it going to take to bring it back to that great nation once again, unless you're saying it's over and it'll never be the same again. But I do believe that revolutionary war to establish the nation was fruitful to some degree, don't you? Well, we have sent missionaries out, true, and some souls have been saved, true, but the majority have been martyred that have been saved. The condition of the world has not changed because of it. And the reason for that is because the church did not stay purified and holy. And the enemy had found its way like tentacles into deceiving and the church and the pastors and the ministers did not receive the full understanding of the word of God by the Holy Spirit because it was rejected. And so you don't believe so every good thing that was done. Every wonderful thing that was done for souls that were saved, even in martyrism, we praise God for, and we still do. 
But the nations have now all fallen under the one world order. They are under scrutiny. They are under a power of a deep state, the yeah. one world. Right. And so, so something needs good? to change the good in our Something needs to change in our country, but you made a statement a little bit earlier. I'm not so sure it's absolutely accurate that the world is no better since America has come to power. Uh, I would disagree that um, the many nations around the world have been uh, made better by the influence of America, especially in times of disaster or war or at different times where American people stepped in to help people in different places around the world. I know that in this generation, a lot of evil has gone on, and we have fallen from that great place. But I just want to go back and, 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 and just say again that the United States of America, before this generation, the last 60-some-odd years, before this generation, was a great nation known as the heroes of the world. It was produced by the book, The, the Light and the Glory, and all the God-ordained infiltration. When God was here showing his glory in the midst of it, Israel, the Six-Day Wars, God was involved in that testimonies everywhere. And to say that you should never physically stand up and to bring the nation back to where it was, um, because quite frankly, our, not, our unwillingness to physically take back the nation has brought us to the place that we are right now because of our sin. I get that. We're a nation laden with sin. But I just, again, really strongly believe that if the United States had not fought a revolutionary war, if the United States had not fought against tyrannical government across the pond, if they hadn't fought and established this country, I think the world would have been more darkened than ever before because evil powers would have simply ruled and reigned as they were doing. And so I, I, how do you justify uh, doing nothing when truly there is justification for a revolutionary war? I don't say do nothing. I say Purify physically. your own soul. Your yeah, own I'm talking heart. physically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. In the flesh, nothing is going to prosper because it's already the judgment stands. In the, in the world, in the world, the darkness that has taken over the world and it is under control right now. Every nation is going through the very same thing and some have already worsened in their confusion, and in their bondage. The thing that has happened in the last couple of hundred years since America has been who they, they were in a better state of mind, many souls have been saved because of it throughout the world. But it saved no individual country and nation. Individuals, majority of them martyred, but in heaven at this time, which I praise God for. But now the judgment has hit because it, because when, let me put it this way, we have been given much and much more is expected from us and we failed. All right. So let me now be clear. Go back in the flesh and try to grab hold is not the answer. Okay. So let me, let me just get my thought out That's here and mistake. I'll, let me get my thought out, and then you could uh, you know, finish what you're saying. So I want to be clear that the call for the people of this nation that supported the president to stand up and defend against the tyranny that's now being advocated all over this country um, does not necessitate the salvation of America. Uh, that's not my heart at all. 
It just means that the people that will stand up and in the gap will have a better time of going through the collapse and the desolation that will come uh, together rather than all coming under the power of an evil, demonically inspired government. And so of America, this is about a fight to stand, knowing that the house is divided, it's going to collapse. So, but you're advocating do nothing, just pray. Is that correct? That's just pray. Again, save your own souls, the righteous individual you want everyone else to become. Be holy and be pure. Become the bride of Christ. That is work. And most of us have not achieved that goal. And the Lord is coming quickly. He's coming soon. But one other thing I would like to mention, that if we did everything and took the, the land back by a physical means, we would remain with some the same as we have been. Through what we have to go through, because the judgment stands, and I believe it does, going through what we must go through because of the lukewarmness of the church, our fault, I believe, Christians that were sort of lukewarm Christians are going to begin to fall on their face seeing what's coming upon the earth, and their hearts are going to be changed. They're going to rise up as pure and holy people because of what they see coming upon the earth. Bring them to a place where God can take them as his bride. They have to go through what they want, what's available to go through at this point. Excellent comments. You did a very good job. And I'd like to have a cup of coffee with you today and we could discuss these things further. And <laughs> I, love you, your, I, I love your vitality and desire. I think it's beautiful, but I think we better get ourselves first in line. Okay. Because and I do appreciate God. your tenderness and your kindness. I do appreciate that as well. So we'll balance that out together. Um, and we're going to have to stop right there. I've got to move on. And uh, I was not able to get the Daniel Seckham video uh, for blog talk radio. I uh, can run it on Facebook if, if we need to do that or just wait for another day to put it out there. I think we'll let things go today. Patricia, thank How you for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. I'll put it on tomorrow. Well, I'll, I think I'll put it on Monday, next Monday, our day. <laughs> By that time, you do <laughs> No. Um, you will. Yes. All right. I love you, darling. We'll talk to you soon. My husband. Bye, dear. All right. Well, there is the voice of reason, wisdom, tenderness, and kindness. All right. Got to go. God bless everybody. Have a blessed day. There's a roundtable discussion teaching God's kids how to prosper in the time of famine on OmegaRadio.org, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Till we meet again, this is Pastor Vince. Shalom. Hey, Mike, we'll be right there. Hold on one second, please. And I'm going to just shut this here and put this here and put this here. And we're going to go here and we're going to go here.